Welcome back to the ATP Circuit Cafe. I'm your host, Lewis. It is a slow morning here. Not many passengers or customers or players through the door. Could be anywhere listening to the to the cafe. That makes no sense. I haven't thought about this. Anyway, let's get into some tennis straight away. Well, I've had a rough couple of weeks on researching into my tennis as the TV has not been cooperating with BN Sports too well. So... It's very unfortunate, but then again, that, that that's okay. We're here for volume 10. We're here to wrap up some tennis. We've had an ATP 1000 Masters in Paris. We've had two 250s just happen that nobody gives a flip about. And we've got the NITO ATP finals to talk about. All right, stay tuned for a medium episode of the ATP Circuit Cafe. I might, I might rattle off some 250s that have just occurred because they're like... Before we get into Paris and and the Nito preview, because it is relevant, Hugo Humberts won his first ATP Tour title in his hometown of Metz, France, against Alexander Shevchenko, six three six three. He looks so astounded to win it. I'm just going to play a quick clip of the the commentator after he did win it. Dreams do come true. It's a victorious homecoming for Umber in Metz. He has done it. And in front of four-time winner Joe Wilfred Songa, Uga Umber from this very town, he was born and raised here, is the champion in Metz. And to boot, he cracks the top 20 for the first time and he will finish the year as French number one. It's all over. Ugo, you've done it. Credit to Shevchenko, though. He did defeat Karen Kachanov in the quarterfinals. 6-4, 6-4, fellow Russian compatriot. But yes, Ugo and Bert will finish the year in the top 20 now. And Bert said, it was my dream to win this tournament when I was young, post-match. He also said, it's just amazing. I have a lot of feelings now. I can't describe it. It's so incredible to win here in my hometown in front of my family. To finish strong like this, it's just uh, an amazing feeling. And I take back what I said earlier, it was his first ATP Tour title since 2021, and he's actually won four titles, so I'm not sure what I'm on about that. Yeah, it was Shevchenko's first top 50. It was also Shevchenko's first Tour level final, and it's earning him a top 50 debut. He's had a really good season. And Bert said about Shevchenko, it was not easy, and you knew the key was to stay really present, and I did. When I had the opportunities, I tried to go for it, and I did. I'm super proud. He was overwhelmed with emotion at the end. It was really nice to see. Manorino also won an ATP uh, Tour event in Sofia, third title of 2023. Defeated Jack Draper, who made the finals. Well done, Jack. And it positions him at number 20. Manorino becomes the first Frenchman to win three titles in a season since Joe Wilfred Songer in 2017. He won four that year. It was an all-lefty final, Manorino and Draper. Manorino capitalised on the only two breakpoints he created, one in each set. Battled from 15.40 in his final service game to close out the two-hour, 17-minute match. Quote Manorino, that was really close. I got a little bit lucky at the end. Could have gone both ways. Don't know what the difference was today, but it's like this. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I'm just a bit more lucky. He's based on luck, but he played very well. Well done, Adrian. That's the end of his season, end of Jack's season. Hopefully Jack Draper can come back strong in the 2024 season. Because Jack Draper did defeat Jan Leonard Struff 6-3-6-4 in a dominating match. And Struff was probably, I'd say, favourite to win that tournament. He was the third seed and plays very well indoors. We can talk about Paris a little bit. My BN Sports is working quite a right to this. So I, I 
did watch a lot of Paris. Paris had good scheduling for me to watch because I have not been having a good sleep schedule. So I watched a lot of Paris. This was an ATP 1000 indoors and had a huge draw of players. First seeds don't play the first round, which means seeds 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 do. 14, 15 went out straight away. That's Francis TFO and Ben Shelton. 6, 3, 6, 4 to Bublik. TFO did. And Alejandro Davidovich Fikina managed to beat Ben Shelton completely, dismaying my status of Spaniard scattering. And Shelton was out of the race for the finals, which I don't know why he'd want to do that anyway. He should just go win the next-gen ATP finals and gain a bunch of confidence, beating all those young instead and say, I'm on top, boys. This is what you should be reaching. Karen Kachanov defeated Maxi Purcell, Aussie bloke, 6-4-6-4. And Demonor defeated Murray in a grinder of a match in which Murray was 2-5 up in the third set and Demonor won five games in a row to defeat him. Tommy Paul defeated wildcard Richard Gasquet after losing the first set 6-love. Hubie Hercax defeated Sebi Corder in three. Zverev defeated Martin Fuskovic in three. And Taylor Fritz, yes, dismantled Sebastian Baez in about 50 minutes, 6-1, 6-4. I don't know if it was 50 minutes, but I looked up and down from my TV and my computer and it was over in a heartbeat. It was also notable for qualifiers in the first round. Dominic Thiem, Roman Safun, Botic van der Zandschlup, Yoshihito Nishioka. They all qualified and defeated their opponents. A good match in Dominic Thiem versus Stan Vavrenka. Three setter went to 7-5 in the last. Thiem winning that one. Poprin versus Nicholas Jarry in a battle of serves in which Poprin lost 7-5-7-6. Well done, Jerry. Macca McDonald defeated fellow compatriot JJ Wolf 1-6-6-4-6-2. And Dimitrov, who will be the feature of the next ATP Circuit Cafe's Hawkeye, defeated Lorenzo Massetti 6-2-6-7-6-3. Well done, Grigor. But that is just the first round. Kaspar Ruud, he, he went out straight away. So did Carlos Alcaraz and Daniil Medvedev, their first matches of the tournament. Maybe the buy did not help, especially a player like Medvedev. I know he likes some momentum. He had to go straight up against Dimitrov, in which he lost in three sets, 7-6-2 in the last. Yannick Sinner, he won against Maka McDonald. Andre Rublev defeated Yoshioda Nishioka. Olga Rune defeated Dominic Thiem. Stefanos Tsitsipas defeated Felix Auger-Aliassime. That was a great match. Got to watch that one. But yeah, Kasparud out to Francisco Cherandula at 7-5-6-4 and Taylor Fritz had to retire with an ab injury which saw him not be able to reach the ATP finals. Unfortunate to Taylor, he looked very confident going into it. Zverev defeated Ugo Umber in a thrilling match 7-6-5 in the last set, which was a best of three. Demonor kept his ATP finals hopes alive defeating Luzanshevich in three sets. And Karen Kachanov defeating another Serb in Laszlo Gier, 6-4-7-5. We saw an exciting match in Alexander Bublik defeating Nicholas Jarry, 7-6-7-6, both to 7-3 in the two sets. And Talon Griegsport defeated Alejandro Davidovich-Kina in fine form, 6-2-6-2. But yeah, Alcaraz lost to Roman Safun, which was a crazy match, 6-3-6-4. And Alcaraz credited Roman after the match on Instagram. He credited him on Instagram. Novak Djokovic defeated Thomas Martin Echeverry 6-3-6-2 in his first match of the tournament. Dimitrov got to vest Bublik in the next round. Killed him 6-2-6-2. Karen Kachanov defeated Roman Safuin. Kubi Herkax, a big pole, kept his finals hopes alive, defeating Francisco Cherandolo. Stefanos Tsitsipas had to vest Alexander Zverev in the round of 16. Real good match, but Tsitsipas prevailed 7-6-6-4. Tsitsipas is in fine form going into the ATP finals. Holger Rune defeated Daniel Altemeyer. 
Andre Rublev defeated Botic. Alexander Dimonor got a walkover against Yannick Sinner after Yannick Sinner was forced to play a match 14 hours after he had won at 2.30am. The Paris scheduling was awful. Should we talk about that for a moment? After this, Talon Greek Sport defeated by Novak Djokovic in a three-setter. Really great match from Talon Greek Sport. Gave it his all, as did many players to Novak this tournament. Novak 2024 will look to win, dominate. Of course, it's Novak. However, will it happen? Let's see. The youngins are giving him a run for his money at the end of this season. Maybe Novak's a bit tired. I'm just stirring the pot. I really think Novak will win 30 Grand Slams. But let's talk about some Paris scheduling and what the ATB players had to say. Eighth rank Casper Ruud took to social media to criticise the scheduling. Writing on X, formerly known as Twitter, Bravo ATP Tour. Way to help one of the best players in the world recover and be as ready as possible when he finished his previous match at 2.37am this morning. 14.5 hours to recover, dot dot dot. What a joke. It's very, very common nowadays seeing players just go and openly criticise the ATP Tour, especially in the WTA, which I don't cover here on the ATP Circuit Cafe because it's not the WTA Circuit Cafe. Yeah, so Casper Ruud is a pretty reserved bloke, pretty held back bloke, but it's really nice to see him stepping in for Yannick Sinner because he could have had a great tournament. It's an ATP 1000. Who doesn't want to win one of those? But he said, see you in Turin. I'm sorry that I'm withdrawing from today's match in Barsi. I finished the match when it was almost three in the morning and didn't go to bed until a few hours later. So he probably went to bed 6am and then he had less than 12 hours to rest for and prepare for his next game, which is scheduled for what? 4.30pm the next day. But he did say the weeks ahead with ATP finals at home that Davis Cup will be important. Now I'll be focused on preparing for these important events. That moved Demonor directly through to the quarterfinals and he took on fifth seed Andre Rublet. By now we had known the ATP Turin finals groups. Zverev had qualified and Holger Rune had qualified. They had both gotten a run of luck as Hubie Hercax had lost to Grigor Dimitrov and put him out of the race. Karen Kachanov also lost to Stefanos Tsitsipas, putting him out of the race and Dimonor losing to Andre, him out of the race. Holger just needed to make the quarterfinals, of which he did. He gave Novak a run for his money, taking it to three sets, but Novak prevailed. Novak then had to defeat Andre Rublev in the semifinals, which he did, 5-7, 7-6, 7-5, but had lots of praise for Andre. It was a really, really tight match. I'll just play a quick clip on Novak about Rublev. He suffocated him, apparently, at Paris. Really had to pull out the big guns to win. It really came down to the wire at the end. What was the difference between winning and losing today? Uh, I think uh, just kind of breathing a little bit more and feeling... Uh, sorry. Just, just having, having a, a little bit more time and space to hit the ball. Because Rublev was suffocating me like a snake suffocates frog you know for most of the match uh, he was playing on an extremely high level and uh, i mean i knew that uh, you know he possesses a great quality but you know today he played off the charts honestly I've i don't think i've ever faced rublev this this good um, on the other hand you know i was struggling again with my fitness a little bit at the beginning but kind of went through it and uh, it was crucial, obviously, to win the second set. The tie break, I served very well, found the great serves, and uh, that helped. You know, in the third set, I thought I was always there in his service games, having chances. Um, you know, he came up with some big serves when he needed to, but in the end, 
double fault, you know, unfortunate to, for ending for him. But, you know, I think I, I, I deserved it considering the, the amount of effort and, and fight I put in, especially in the third. You're going for your seventh Paris Masters title tomorrow. If you look back at this week and the physical challenges that you had to overcome, what are you most proud of? Exactly that, you know, just uh, you know, going through a, a quite, uh, quite difficult stomach virus and, you know, that really you know, made me feel terrible last three days. But uh, somehow, you know, managing to find, uh, find strength, find, find energy under adrenaline rush, obviously, of playing a match and not giving up, fighting and believing that I can uh, come back and which, which happened again and hopefully can happen tomorrow. Novak, thank you. Nice to see praise for Rublev. I'm a massive fan of him. Dimitrov defeated Stitsipas. Battle of the backhands. Just took him to it. Really nice match. Dimitrov then got dominated by Djokovic in the final. So, well done, Grigor, defeating Stefanos in the three-setter. Talking about Stefanos, Stefanos has said something very controversial recently. He said, I believe the, winning the ATP finals is bigger than a Grand Slam. Oh, look at this. Stefanos Tsitsipas has never won a Grand Slam, but what has he won? The ATP Finals. Now, I saw a massive back and forth about this on Reddit, and I don't know why there are Stefanos defenders in this. This is absolutely ridiculous. You could win three or four matches and win the ATP Finals. Yes, it is against top 10 players, but in Grand Slams, you are often versing two or three top 10 players plus a range of other players that are great. Like tennis is such a high-grade caliber sport. I don't think people realize the gap between the top 10 and the top 50 is actually quite marginal. You have to be on your very best to be performing this well. Just look at Talon Griegspoor taking it to Novak Djokovic, a player like that in the round of 16. It's consistency that wins these performances, and to play seven matches across 14 days, no, neither is winning the ATP Finals, but Stefanos, you're, just, you're being biased. You, can, you can't deny it. Medvedev had something funny to say about that, actually. It was in Russian, though, so I'm not going to play it for you. That'd be irrelevant on this uh, podcast. Oh, uh, you can go search that one up for yourself if you'd like. Uh, and Ru- Rublev had the hilarious response of, Why are you asking me, my brother? I have not won a single one. And in Russian, and it was great. So <laughs> hopefully Andre can win many Grand Slams to come. If he stops falling into the bracket with Novak, that would be quite nice. Unlucky Andre. Riley Opelka's back. He's back on the ATP Tour. He's just won a challenger, a challenger match I've seen. He's a former world number 14, and he's 6 foot 11. So he's, not, he's known for being the tallest ever ATP ranked player or tied or something. But yeah, he, he defeated um, Tennis Sandgren in the first round and then retired the next one. So getting some Pelka serves back on the tour in over the next year, I'm sure we'll see. So I guess we should just do a little summary about what you should know coming into the ATP finals. I guess that would help and benefit everybody. It's in Turin, Italy. Mentioned that a few times. Djokovic leads the single field alongside Carlos Alcaraz. He's making his debut at the final. Former champions will compete. Medvedev, Zverev, Tsitsipas. I guess they're the new three, if, if, if that's allowed to be said. With Yannick Sinner, Rublev, Runa, they're all seeking their first ATP Finals trophy, of which I don't think either three of them will be victorious. The field of those eight is probably the best field that we could currently pitch, in my opinion. Some people might argue, mm, Taylor Fritz, I, I 
don't see him being consistently better than any player there. Sorry. So if Djokovic wins this, it would be a record-breaking 7th ATP Finals crown. It would break the tie with Roger Federer. So Akaraz and Rune will both make their ATP Finals debuts, which is really exciting, especially for Carlos. Hopefully he'll fare well on the indoor courts. Alcaraz is set for his first appearance at the season final because the abdominal injury kept him out of last year's event, of which he would have competed in. Same with the Australian Open. Sinner is a direct qualifier for the first time. He actually competed as an alternate in 2021 and didn't compete last year, didn't qualify. But he's had an absolute stunning 2023, so he deserves to qualify. Zverev's cap in his comeback season. He's built up form this season after returning from the ankle injury that he suffered in the 2022 Roland Garros semi-finals. He claimed two titles in the second half of this year, hopefully, including an ATP 500 in Rotterdam. What was the other one? And a 250 in Chengdu. If he wins it, it would be his first ATP finals crown, which he would say is not a greater achievement than winning a Grand Slam still. <laughs> Medvedev didn't fare too well last year. I'm pretty sure he went 0-3. and three. But he went. He actually went 0-3 and three in 2019, and then he won the, 20, the 2020 title. So maybe this will be his year. Maybe if there's a repeat pattern in the year. So there's also doubles occurring there. But I don't care for doubles. Sorry, I don't. I can't keep up. Rinky Indrigada and Jason Kubler are two qualifiers. So go them. But it will probably be players like Dodig, Krajcevic, Kulov, Sputsky, Bro, Bopana, Ebden. Uh, the other ones, Granoles, Zabalos. I don't know, Roger Vasselin, uh, rattling off doubles, last names in my head, really. It'll be very exciting for Yannick Sinner playing on home soil. On Sunday, he'll take to the court. Sinner told ATP Media, I'm happy to be here. Happy the event is here in Turin. Hopefully it's something positive for me, trying to have a great connection with the crowd, and hopefully I can handle it and handle the situation with the right mentality, because I feel I have a bit more pressure, which is a positive sign for me. Talking about pressure, he says, I love to play under pressure. I love to play tie breaks. I love to play the most important points because I feel like there you can see who has what kind of game. Completely agree. Sinner continues, and I feel like I'm trying to find as many important points as possible. Also, because this makes you grow, and also I'm here trying to win, but also to add some experience package for the next tournaments. Great. Sinner's been uh, drawn in green group based on colors, color-coded groups apparently. Prestigious year event alongside Novak Djokovic, Sitzbass, and Holger Rohn. Pretty competitive crowd there. And he went to the court in 2021 and said he had a great feeling there. He said the connection with the crowd was really nice. Hopefully they can push me and convert it into a higher level. So hopefully Yannick can do very well. He's 57 and 14 this year on matches, which is just his best year, I'm pretty sure. It would have to be. I know he's reached an ATP career high ranking of four. So good on you, Yannick. Djokovic, however, is saying that the biggest goal is to end the season as number one. For me, the biggest goal right now is to end the season as the number one player in the world. So hopefully I can clinch it. I need one win. So hopefully that happens. And then, of course, I would love to win the tournament as well. But that's the goal. Let's just see what happens after that. So what Novak's going to do, just win once and then just retire? No, no, he won't do that. So <laughs> Djokovic said about Italy, people are really passionate about tennis and sport in general in Italy with the Roma 1000 tournament. And here now in Torino, having the tradition of the ATP finals played in the city, it's really great. He's really excited and looking forward to perform. He's in the group of Yannick Sinner, Stefano Sitsipas and Holger Rune. As I just said, Holger Rune's 43 and 22 for the year. He said, it's been a big goal for me talking about the ATP finals and qualifying. Being in the season and in the moment, you don't think so much about it. But as we got closer and the race was very close for me with other players, such as Zverev and Sitsipas at the end there, 
It was a goal that I really wanted to achieve. I wanted it badly and I got it. So I'm very happy and satisfied with that. Now we're here, so I'm just going to take my chance and do everything again. He reckons he's been playing way better tennis at the latter end of the season. And with Boris Becker by his side, let's see what happens. Because Boris Becker coached Novak Djokovic in some brilliant years. 2015, I believe. Which was a brilliant year for Djokovic, 2015 was. Let's talk about the other side of the bracket. Alcaraz, Medvedev, Rublev and Zverev. These guys seem a bit more cheerful in the videos that have been released by the ATP Tour. Because there's a lot of media that goes into this one at Turin. There's... Bloody press conferences, interviews, uh, what's the other thing? They walk around in suits everywhere. Sitsipas is wearing like a cloak of some sort, looks great. But yes, Rublev's sitting in between Medvedev and Zverev to cut the knife there of that tension. Very funny, very cheerful, Alcaraz throwing tennis balls at the mall. I'm not really going to, I'm not going to put in any quotes or anything. I'm going to wait until those boys play some great tennis against each other because that's what I'm there for. I reckon they'll respect each other in every match. Just listening to Alcaraz and Rublev smash those forehands with the resonance of the court. The roof closed. Very appealing. I'm going to wrap it up there. ATP finals looks exciting. ATP Circuit Cafe won't be going anywhere. Hawkeye's coming up. Let's get ready for that. Grigor Dimitrov, bit of an info sight into his career. Spy Styles, Maria Sharapova, bit of some action there. And yes, so that's all from me. I love you and I hope you've enjoyed your coffee. See you soon.